Jess Tyler, and this is Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I am doing great. How about yourself? Okay. You're not feeling stressed out like everybody else these days? <laughs> I mean, I'm always having like a little layer of stress underneath everything, but I try to put it aside. But I know when we talk money, it's kind of the number one thing I hear from everybody is just that they're stressed out about it. Yeah. So every year, the American Psychological Association does this stress in America study. Mm-hmm. And you know where this is headed already, right? That the numbers are higher. We'll talk about why and what you can do about it. But you're absolutely right. Financial worries are at the top of the list for people. Well, the number one thing but, I hear from everybody right now is how much they just paid for gas. No matter what time I'm talking uh, to them, it's how much they just paid for gas. Well, as a matter of fact, that's, it's absolutely one of the top things. Is people are worried about the rising costs of things due to inflation. Yeah. For example, gas prices, energy bills, groceries, those were three of the top things. In fact, people are so worried about it that 87% of the people said that that was a, a major factor in how stressed they feel. Even though that's 80- an enormous number, I, like I, it doesn't surprise me because pretty much everybody I talk to feels the same way. You know what? When I read that, I thought there are 13% of the people who aren't worried about it. <laughs> I think that's like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, and that's about it. <laughs> Let's just go for a joy ride. We'll get some expensive groceries. You know, maybe we'll go home and turn on all the power and hope for the best. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. you know. Okay, so, or maybe there's 13% of the people are just oblivious or didn't answer, but yeah, 87% are concerned about that. 81% were concerned about the supply chain issues, Mm. which, you know, we might think that goes hand in hand, but I mean, these are, I'm joking about this because, you know, there comes a point where you laugh or cry, my mother used to say, Um, but these are real problems for people, and unlike other stressful factors, that we will call a counselor about, call a friend, sit down with our partner and talk about, you know, boy, this is really bothering me. Let me talk this out with you. Mm-hmm. issues, you know, anything like that. When it comes to finance, what do we do with it? We sweep it under the rug. We say, yeah, I'll deal with that, you know, when I can. Um, and one thing that any therapist, I think any therapist would tell you is that, If you want to alleviate some of your stress, one of the things you have to stop doing is avoiding things. Mm. The the act of avoidance is actually quite stressful. um, That stuff is going on, that sort of white noise, I call it, in your mind, and it's it's underneath everything. It's like an undertow current. And you're busy getting up and getting the kids dressed and going to work and making dinner and, you know, trying to plan some time with your spouse or whatever it is you're doing. And in the background, at every turn, how do you get to work? You go to the gas pump, you get some gas, you, mm-hmm. go, you maybe go out for lunch, the prices are higher, Gee, you need something for dinner, you've got to buy groceries. It's everywhere you turn when we have inflation or money worries of any sort, uh, people get really stressed about it. I do think that people might avoid it, too, because a lot of times any kind of a topic about finances leads to arguments, especially with couples. There is no doubt, Jess, that, okay, what are the top three causes of divorce? Mm, money has got to be one, for sure. Finance, yeah. infidelity, and messiness, believe it or not. <laughs> Sloppiness, pick up your socks, darn it, you know? Right. Wait, can you say socks and darn it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Sorry about that, folks. But anyway, those are the top three issues for divorce, infidelity, finance, and sloppiness. Yeah, and right now with what a mess finances are, I think that that's got to be even more arguments because people can't afford stuff. Well, you know what's really bad? What? It's when you're really sloppy with your finance. <laughs> and even worse, you might be spending it on somebody you're being, you know, you're cheating with your partner on, which is even worse. Oh, so <laughs> you got it all so tied I, in there. I definitely don't want to make a joke of that. It's all horrible. And that's why we call it stress. The word stress actually came from the breaking point at which metal breaks. Mm. Scientist, whose name I've forgotten, unfortunately, uh, was testing metal for that breaking point and had to give that a name, and they called it stress. Mm. That sounds a lot for us. Okay. So let's talk about some things you can do about it uh, as well. But first, when you started this, if you're not already stressed enough about money, turn the TV on. You know, there's global uncertainty. There's a possibility of World War III if people are concerned about it. There's all this real life, this existential stuff that people are concerned about. In fact, 81% in this survey from the American Psychological Association said global uncertainty was at the top of their list for why they're feeling so stressed. Mm -hmm. In fact, the potential retaliation from Russia, believe it or not, 80%. Wow. Worried about cyber attack, a nuclear threat, something like that. Mm-hmm. From Russia, 80% of the people were saying that's one of the reasons they're the most stressed. And even 80% for the, the invasion, uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine mm-hmm. is stressing people out. So, you know, we're trying to manage all this big life stuff that's going on. And anybody who's been, you know, watching this war on television can tell you, if you turn it on every day and you watch it every day, it will have a serious effect on your mood. It should. It's a horrible thing. Well, but, especially because we have 24-7 news cycles now, so you kind of can't get away from it unless you just turn the tube off altogether. It's true, but there's also something that happens to us uh, where we become inured to it. Mm-hmm. We, we have seen it so often. Um, talk to anybody who goes to a lot of funerals as they age. You know, the first funeral they go to, you know, it's devastating. Right when they've been to 30 funerals in a year and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. It's still awful, but they don't experience the same level of stress. And that is all true. You know, if it sounds like I'm, I'm going you know, off on a tangent here, it's because this type of recognition of why we feel the way we feel about money, we tend to, to separate that, segregate it, and say money is this weird thing we don't understand. It makes us feel uncomfortable we don't think there's a solution, so we put it over here in the corner. Mm. When, in fact, the way we feel about most things is similar to the experiences, you know, how we experience our problems with money. So if we can start to sort that out a bit and say, for instance, if you're watching the war all the time and you're becoming inured to this, you know, oh, geez, it's another, or, or like the mass shootings in the, in the news right now. Mm. You turn the TV on every day, there's another mass shooting. Pretty soon, as angry as you get about it, you start to feel like, geez, there's a mass shooting every day. Right. Well, this, and, and there is, I'm sure, you know. But the same thing is true of our finances. It's maybe not a mass shooting, but it's this constant uh, bumping up against something all the time that, when you add inflation, the rising cost of things, on top of all those stressors that we just talked about, 
remember that breaking point in metal we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. When you keep adding and adding and adding, and something like money that you cannot escape from, I mean, short of becoming a monk, you know, you are, and I don't mean that as a joke, I mean, that you give up all your worldly stuff, you don't worry about that anymore. Right. But for the rest of us, you're not getting away from that. And what are you going to do so that that not only isn't affecting your mental health to the point where it's really, you know, can be causing you physical problems, but how do you feel like you can get on top of it? Because what you can't do on your own is stop inflation. Let's be honest about it. Look, we're stuck here with inflation at the moment. Well, and the other thing that's kind of a, a pain right now, too, is that one of the things that people do to get away from it, especially this time of year, is go away for a week, go on vacation. And so many people I have talked to have said, It's just not feasible for us this year between how much more flights are or if you're driving somewhere, how much more gas is. You know, I would love to see the statistics on this. One of these days I'm going to look it up because every year I say the same thing. So, folks, it's summertime. Wait for the gas prices to rise. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I, You know, maybe not this high, but doesn't it seem that every year right around Memorial Day the gas prices go through the roof, you know, and every winter just before a hard New England winter, the oil prices go high. And, you know, maybe it's not always true like that. Nothing is always true. But so let's talk about some things you can do. Now, the obvious things, you know, the obvious things are you can trim your budget, you can stay home, you can stop driving, you can buy an electric car, you can, you know, there all the things that come to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. But more than that, I think it's important to just get a handle um, emotionally on this. This is not going to sound like great financial advice to you, but it will help you if you're not so stressed about the money to manage it more proactively. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to say is even if you are really stressed about money, you just don't have enough money coming in, uh, there's some major expense, you don't know how you're going to fund it, somebody lost a job, somebody's sick, something that seems insurmountable to you. Mm-hmm. The best thing I think you can do to start to turn the corner, it isn't, it isn't the end all, you know, it's not the solution, hey, just forget about it, right? Like when people say, hey, you know, you need to relax. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, telling me that really helps, right? Right, yeah. Um, so, but one thing you have to do if you're going to be able to face this and dig your way out of that is to accept it. Mm-hmm. Just, just say, you know, darn it. Here we are in this time of inflation. We thought we were going to be able to buy a house, and now the interest rates are rising. You know, we wanted to take a vacation, and now the price of gas is high. You have to accept it. You don't have to do nothing about it. But fighting against it when it's a big machine like inflation Mm -hmm. that you can't change personally will make it seem harder. It will make it seem like you're swimming upstream uphill. You're climbing uphill. And I think, this, I think this has lasted a little bit longer than people thought. I think that they thought maybe things were going to go up for a little while and then come back down, and that hasn't happened. Uh, yeah, and um, you know, nobody knows when it will happen, but I think you're right. I think when gas prices hit about $4 a gallon, people started to think, oh, it won't keep climbing, you know, and people putting diesel in their vehicles are looking at more than $5 a gallon. Mm-hmm. Heating oil, more than $5 a gallon. A gallon. I mean, this is, you know, stuff we burn. This is a fossil fuel. Yeah. The first thing you can do is you can accept it, and then you can start to get real about it. And and we can talk in the second half more about the kinds of things you might be able to do to curb this. 
But just before we break, I, I want to sort of talk to people who thought they were well on their way to something, retirement, buying a house, you know, some large life marker. Mm-hmm. And now they're thinking, wow, this changes everything. What am I going to do? And the answer is you're going to have to change something big. Mm. Uh, it, it might not be painful, uh, and it might be easier than you think to do it. probably isn't quite what you expect. It isn't. Uh, usually it's not. Well, you're going to have to work an extra five years. All right, I think this or, is a big tease. So are you going to tell us in the second and a half what this big thing is that we can do? Maybe. <laughs> Yes, I will will try and give some advice that I hope helps someone who's listening. Yes. All right, let's get your phone number for everyone who can call you and just cry. (laughs) No, if they call me, we'll be happy. We'll cry first and then we'll be happy. Okay. 413. So 413-773-3333. Or they can visit you at hugyourmoney.com. All right, some answers coming up in the second half of Financial Fitness right here on WHMP.